Hi, I'm Simon Hill, and you're watching Purebred Reds, Adelaide United Fan TV. Are you after the latest and greatest football kits, boots, goalkeeper gear, team wear, accessories, or equipment? Look no further than South Australia's very own soccer specialty store, Soccer Locker. An Australian-owned and operated business, the store is located at Shop 5 of 181 to 183 Grange Road, Findon. Founded in 2012, Soccer Locker was introduced into the market to fulfil all the soccer-related needs of Australians, providing a huge range of quality clothing and equipment, ranging from soccer balls, team kits, goalkeeper gear, accessories and much more. As well as stocking all current football merch from your favourite overseas teams, recently arrived stock also includes stunning retro kits from some of our favourite past eras as fans of the world game. So get shopping now at our Finden store, open from Monday to Friday and open Saturdays from 9am to 3pm. Or visit us online and take advantage of free shipping from across Australia at soccerlocker.com.au. G'day guys and welcome to the Purebred Reds, Adelaide United Fan TV. I'm your host, Ellis Gellios, coming to you with a preview of Saturday's game against Brisbane Raw. And I'm joined by the most prolific striker to ever play for Adelaide United. He also played for Brisbane Raw, so it's fitting that we have him joining us today to discuss everything about his career in Australia and uh, to preview the game against Brisbane on Saturday. I am absolutely honoured to say that I'm joined by Sergio Van Dyke. Sergio, welcome to the show. Hi, Alice. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and I'm happy to, uh, to join you. Sergio Van Dyke coming to us from Holland. Uh, before we get into things, Sergio, why don't you just tell us uh, how you're getting on over there back in the country of your birth. Uh, obviously, it's it's not an ideal time for anyone at the moment. Um, you keep very active uh, on the football scene as well. Um, is everything is everything safe over there for you and your family at the moment? And, um, and are you doing well since you were last in Australia? Um, yeah, everything over here is a little bit, uh, how can you say it? Uh, uh, there's a semi-lockdown at the moment over here uh, so people have to stay uh, inside as much as they can they can do the necessary stuff um, yeah at the moment that's it's not not a great situation here in Europe I think over there it's it's, it's much better in, in Australia um, but hopefully uh, soon with the vaccine everything will be uh, will be better at the moment yeah I'm happy to to see that my loved ones and family are are in good health and I guess that's the most important thing uh, now nowadays and um, yeah I've been in Australia the last time uh, 2000 uh, no even 2020 I was there in March so I went there in 2019 October so I, I tried to get take any excuse to, to go to Australia but now there's no no possibility <laughs> yes yes uh, we'll have to wait a little while longer before you can come over again uh why don't you tell us uh what you were doing down here back in the end of 2019 it was october uh you were interviewed on the club's official channels prior to a game at cooper stadium um what was it like being back here just as a fan i guess yeah, yeah. Before I was a player, now a fan, and and I and I, and I still am, and I, I would like to be an active fan as well in the stadium, uh, maybe one day. But uh, now, uh, after my playing career, I started to think about uh, what I was going to do, and um, 
first I thought uh, I don't want to do anything with football anymore, just or soccer, how you want to call it, uh, just something else. So I started as a, as a, um, uh, I started a, 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 um, to work for a, for a lawyer in, in a personal damages or, or liabilities, but uh, that wasn't really my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I, I really missed the, the, the passion and uh, I wanted to be involved into football again. And I uh, started to explore what could I do in, in, in the world of football. Uh, yeah, the, the first thing that comes to mind for every ex-player would be coach. Uh, yeah, that wasn't really my, my first uh, uh, thought of my first op- uh, choice. And then it, I, I was more attracted to the business side, you know, of, of, of football. So, so player agent uh, and any other uh, uh, business related to football, uh, that was really the thing that I wanted to do. And I uh, started that in uh, uh, end of uh, 2019. So I thought uh, I would go to uh, Australia, Indonesia and uh, other Asian countries to, to yeah, go get in touch with my network, you know, let everyone mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. And uh, so that was uh, the intention that I had uh, back then. And uh, I did it again in, in 20, in March, 2020 as well, to to, uh, uh, to go to Australia and Indonesia again, um, because yeah, that's what you have, need to do if you are uh, a football agent and, uh, and into this uh, business. Yes, yes. Well, it's it's a fascinatingly uh, large industry that we have, the football sector, yeah. and we're going to talk a lot more about what you're getting up to right now, uh, particularly given that there's uh, plenty of good young talent back in the city of churches where you played and uh, very much shone as a player that you might want to uh, keep a close eye on when uh, everything gets back to normal, Sergio. Uh, But uh, before any of that, uh, we've got a lot to unpack here. Um, So we'll jump into the preview. So uh, it's an 8.45 kickoff on Saturday at Dolphin Stadium in Brisbane. Uh, As always, you can catch the action live on Fox Sports and the KO Sports app. We've got no squads at the time of filming. So let's dive straight into it, Sergio. Uh, The game against Melbourne Victory, 1-0 win. Uh, You said you saw Mohamed Toure score the winning goal. Uh, As you do, keep in touch with the team, which uh, we love to hear club legends uh, who are based uh, overseas still following the team. It's a fantastic thing and something we should treasure. Um, Now, the game against Melbourne Victory on Saturday night, and uh, didn't you feature in some classic blockbusters against Melbourne in your time <laughs> here. But uh, we'll jump into that a little later on. Mohamed Toure scored the winning goal. Now, I want to ask you, Sergio, uh, why don't you take us back to the first big goal you scored in your career and how best should a young player stay focused after getting into the limelight uh, at such a young age, all the media attention. Um, we know that uh, Carl Viet came out as well and said that Mohamed Toure is one of the best young players he has seen um, that's a lot for a young a young person to take on board when they're not exactly as mature as we'd like them to be at this stage. Um, how should he, when you reflect back on your career, maintain his feet on the ground and stay humble and stay focused? Yeah, I think uh, for a player of his age, it's it's just uh, keep keep working hard, but also you need time to experience everything, you know, and and. Uh, you, you can't take a, a shortcut or whatever to to uh, to learn what you need to learn so i guess uh, he should just keep doing what he's doing 
listen to to what the coaches have to say or, or the experienced players in his team and you know year by year or even week by week month by month he will experience new things and and he has to adapt to all these kind of situations you know uh, um, Carl, Carl is obviously saying he's a, he's a good player and he is but uh, he also has still has a lot to learn uh, I'm impressed with his uh, physical appearance and and also the way he uses his body on the pitch um, but yeah you know at, at, at the start of a young career and it's it's always yeah not not easy but I I wanted to say it's um, people don't have expectations yet you know everything you do is perfect is well done but after after a while you set your own standard and that will become the minimum you have to perform and I think that's going to be for a lot of young players and I have experienced it myself but also other players in, in, that are bigger in, in, in the European top leagues experience it as, as well um, yeah uh, when when people expect different things from you yeah it's, it's going to be a little bit harder than it is at the moment for him now Absolutely. You started your career at Groningen, uh, a very yeah. big club in Holland. We've seen players yeah. like Luis Suarez, another striker, uh, yeah. develop there. And, um, you know, it is a big club in there at Avisi. Um, Did you have a similar moment to Mohamed Toure as a very young player where uh, a lot of people were talking about you and how good you could become? Um, did you have one of these moments in your careers where you really had to just stay focused, keep your feet on the ground and not get caught up in all the newspaper headlines? Uh, yeah, of course, uh, it was not similar, but uh, some kind of, uh, you know, I signed my contract uh, as, a, as a big talent together with Arjen Robben uh, at that stage. And, uh, um, you know, every, everyone has, has, a, has a, a plan for the future in their head. And uh, I had the same plan as that he had, but uh, he went there and I went a different way. And uh, yeah, that it's, it's a way of uh, also what I said, experiencing what 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 is your pathway? What, what do you need to do? Um, what do you need to improve? And you know, football is not about not always about what you can do. It's also about confidence, but it's also about a coach that really likes you, that l lets you play. And if you have another coach that comes in and, and has a different vision, yeah, then things can be things can change quickly. So you know, it's it's uh, it's not as easy as it looks like. And uh, yeah, it's it's never a, a, a straight line to the top. It's going up and down. And uh, uh, now it's going up. But yeah, he has to be prepared for anything else in the, in the future as well. Very wise words. Uh, Stefan Mork is the captain of the team. Like yourself, he's also a former Brisbane Raw player. Uh, he missed the past two games against Perth and Melbourne. Um, Serge, do you think our midfield can squeeze out another good performance without Stefan Mork on Saturday night against Brisbane Raw? Or do we need yeah, to rush him back so. into the team? Yeah. No, I, I, I think, you know, if, if you have a look at the midfielders in the, in the team and uh, what they have available... With the likes of uh, Lopez, what was uh, Javi Lopez, yeah, more Javi Lopez, uh, uh, Darigo, um, you know, all, all these players already have been there and done it. So uh, I'm not too worried that that uh, the, the midfield without Mock uh, is is going to be that much different. 
of course, he's an important player of the team and he can add something extra with his qualities. But I think um, uh, Adelaide shouldn't be afraid of, of losing too much without Stephen Mock. And uh, uh, you still have uh, uh, Nathan Constadopoulos uh, who's available. Uh, so I think there's, uh, and, and some young kids. So, uh, you know, if you look at the squad of Adelaide United at the moment, I think they are pretty good uh, uh, with all the positions covered uh, at the moment. Beautiful. So well said. And uh, it's worth noting as well that both Nathan Constantopoulos, who you mentioned, and Joe Coletti are also former Brisbane Raw players. Uh, so yeah. there's a lot of history between uh, both these clubs. Now, our current manager, Carl Viet, you never played with him, but he was around the club as a specialist coach yeah. during your first stint at Adelaide. Uh, he's now progressing very, very well as the head coach of the club. Um, as a club legend, are you happy with the overall direction that the club looks to be heading in at the moment? Yes, I think so, you know, and uh, even though um, these times are very difficult for everyone, you know, not, not only in the football business, but also the, the, all the people uh, uh, in the whole world um, can, can, have, can see the downside of, of the, the pandemic. Um, but I have the feeling that, uh, especially now in Australia, that... Uh, yeah, the, the local coaches get a chance now at the moment and uh, they have a chance to develop. Uh, they can uh, do it week in, week out. And uh, I think that's uh, for the Australian football and, the, and their future. It's, it's a great, uh, great opportunity to, to, you know, maybe get one really good coach uh, uh, that can can maybe coach in Europe as well. Uh, mm -hmm. That's from Australia. So, um, you know, that, that's the, the upside of this uh, whole story. Uh, at the moment, I also think that Adelaide United is, is really active also on, on social media and have a lot of positive uh, uh, news uh, coming out. And I think uh, the way uh, Adelaide United is, is is showing themselves to the outside world, I think it's they are doing very well. Also with the uh, new signings like Jurich uh, uh, and uh, uh, Lopez, as you uh, said before, as we said before. Um, yeah, I think uh, the way that Adelaide is uh, heading, the way that Adelaide is heading, is is, is really positive. Don't we love to hear that coming from a club legend like yourself? Uh, now, let's discuss your former club, Brisbane. Uh, they've gone through a lot of changes structurally, as well as in regards to their playing roster in recent seasons. We've seen Robbie Fowler come in and out, and now we have a local coach, uh, Warren Moon. Um, can they challenge for the A-League this season, in your opinion? I have to say the, the A-League is always full of surprises, you know, so, so to, to, to say, okay, they, uh, they are a contender for winning the league. Yeah, uh, it could be, but it also could be the opposite. And I think that's for many teams uh, uh, like this, uh, especially now we have just started uh, the league for how many, just four weeks, I think. Yep. Uh, so there's still a lot of things to change. And, you know, during the season, um, depending on the performances, uh, teams will pick up their confidence or not. And, and that can mean uh, more than what type of players of how good the quality of the players is in your squad. So uh, I think it's still too early to say, okay, uh, uh, which team is, is going to be uh, 
uh, is a contender for for winning the league. Uh, in my opinion, I think uh, Adelaide United has a has a good chance. But yeah, that's maybe a little bit uh, out of emotion. <laughs> yeah, here's to hoping. Uh, so Sergio, wrap up the preview. I just need your prediction for the game. Who wins? I think uh, Adelaide United wins. Uh, I think the score will be one for Brisbane and two for uh, uh, Adelaide United. Nice little snatch and grab in Brisbane, which uh, you experienced plenty of times during your career as well. Brilliant stuff, Sergio. We're going to get into your biographical career, learning a little bit more about uh, the past from what was uh, one of the fantastic eras in this club, the 2010-11 season. Uh, You came in as uh, the number nine in that season and obviously lit up the league. And uh, even though it was a decade ago now, it still feels like yesterday for uh, many of uh, the older fans, no doubt about it. But uh, I want to take you all the way back to the very beginning. Now, you are aptly named after the famous Brazilian striker, Serginho Chulapa. Um, Tell us about your introduction to football and growing up in Holland um, and your junior playing days. Yeah, first of all, in Holland, uh, all the kids will start playing football. So, uh, you know, it's very easy to, to get introduced to, to, to football. But my dad was also a talented football player um, back in the days when he was growing up and he got invited for uh, here in Vain. That's also a big club here. Very in, big. In the North yeah. Um, but back then they weren't as big as they are now and then football wasn't really uh, a thing that you would consider like uh, a serious job so uh, my grandmother didn't let my dad uh, play play football for here in vain so he was still active on on amateur level but the highest amateur level possible and and uh, uh yeah, I think you could you com- could compare it with uh, what you have in uh, in Adelaide as well. Uh, the NPL, NPL, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I was always there with with him when he when my dad was playing. I was always there, um, um, you know, uh, uh, joining him, going to the games together with my little brother. Uh, away games, even we could, could join in the bus and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, football was a, a, a daily, daily thing for me. And uh, uh, after a while, when 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 playing uh, a lot, uh, when joining my father a lot, uh, yeah, I, I started to to join a football club, an amateur football club here as well. And uh, yeah, that's how my career. Yeah, back then it wasn't a career yet, but uh, my passion for football grew. Yeah. Yeah, so you were at some very big clubs like we touched on, the likes of Groningen, Helmond Sport and MN. Uh, it all changed for you, though, in 2008 when you were signed by Brisbane Roar. Uh, you've gone to become the second top goal scorer in two consecutive seasons for Brisbane um, in the two seasons that you spent there. Tell us how the move to Australia came about, first of all. Uh, yeah, I already spoke uh, to my agent in the Netherlands about uh, wanting to play abroad. Uh, I was <laughs> firstly thinking about uh, Germany or, 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 or England, something like that. And then um, one day my agent came with uh, Brisbane Roar, or back then Queensland Roar. And uh, it was because of the Dutch connection that Brisbane has, you know, the, the orange. Uh, so it's uh, the heritage of, of, of Brisbane uh, Roar is, is, is Dutch. Um, so the people uh, in the management were also Dutch and they still had contacts in the Netherlands as well. 
And uh, that's how I, uh, my agent got in touch with the people involved in, in Brisbane Roar. And yeah, uh, that was the, the link. And that's how I got uh, to the Roar on a trial first. Um, the day that I, is funny, the day that I uh, heard about uh, Brisbane Roar was interested in, in me coming over for a trial. Um, I really straight away thought, I had the feeling like this is, this is the one, the, the choice that I have to take, you know, the, the option. Uh, and uh, when I was there, everything went great. And uh, I, I, uh, I had some uh, competitors as well that were on trial, a couple of Brazilian players. But in the end, uh, I stayed. So <laughs> it was uh, a bit lucky, but I really had a good time over there to, to show myself. Yeah, absolutely. You did. You played under Frank Farina and under Ange Postacoglu for a small number of games. You seem to adjust to the A-League very well, showcased by your ability to score goals from headers, free kicks and long-range efforts. What did you put your success down to and was it a happy dressing room at Brisbane? Yeah, it was a happy dressing room. Uh, we had a lot of fun together and I really like the style of Australia. You know, it, it fits... It's, it suits me perfectly, the way uh, the direct play, the uh, high work rate, uh, um, the intensity, you know, and, and, and uh, that, that's what, what really suits me uh, uh, to, to show, to highlight my, my qualities. And uh, uh, I think uh, out of all the years that I've played, I think I've enjoyed um, Australia the most, you know, professionally wise yeah brilliant brilliant and uh just before we get into the Adelaide United move I first want to ask you what is perhaps a difficult question um if you stayed at Brisbane instead of coming here uh you would have been the focal point of the most scintillating and stylish team to have ever played in the A-League under Ange Postacoglu uh did you ever regret leaving Brisbane to come here in 2010? Um, no I I I, I didn't regret my choice and I still don't regret my choice because uh, I think you you make choices for a reason and at that stage I was going to Adelaide first for the only the, the Champions League uh, um, uh, period so I was supposed to talk to Brisbane again about an extension of my contract and then stay there but I just had such a great time uh, with the uh, Adelaide United team, with the likes of Marcos Flores, Travis Dodd, Matthew Leckie, uh, Adam Hughes, uh, so, so uh, yeah, many others as well, Casio. And uh, yeah, I decided to, to stay because I, I felt that I was at, uh, at the right place. Beautiful. Uh, so let's get into it all then. Uh, it was a huge signing signing for us, Sergio. And I do want to emphasize this point because uh, I think it was pretty much the last time that this kind of thing would happen where a top goal scorer in great form would actually secure a move internally from one A-League club to Adelaide United. Usually it's the other way around and uh, we haven't experienced this ever since you came across. So it really was a massive signing for the club when we got you after your two fantastic seasons at Brisbane. Um, it was an amazing season though, 2010-11. Uh, you came in uh, under Rinnie Cullen in what was shaping up to be a very promising squad, as you mentioned, the likes of Casio, Marcos Flores, Eugene Galekovic, Travis Dodd, Paul Reed, 
all in their prime whilst the youngster Matthew Leckie was making noises uh, as a future Socceroos star. Um, where did this squad rank amongst the best you've played in? And uh, did we underachieve in that season, given that we didn't manage to win any silverware despite going so far and breaking so many records and uh, just putting on such an entertaining season for everyone? Yeah, I, I think uh, for me, it was one of the, the best years of my career. Just the, 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 the total, uh, the way I look at it, um, you know, professionally, the league in Australia is, is pretty professional. Uh, the, the, the facilities that we have, uh, so that's enjoyable as a professional soccer player, a football player, sorry. Um, the team that we had, you know, with the, the qualities of a Casio, of Marcos Flores, my connection with Marcos Flores was, I think, the best that I've had in my whole career uh, with the number 10. I mean, yeah, you, you have to work as a tandem and you have to understand each other. And we understood each other after one week. So, uh, and we still, we still, yeah, we still did a couple of years later in, in Indonesia. We'll get and, on to that. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and we are still in touch uh, and we are very good friends uh, still because, yeah, we, we, we both, know that we we have, have and had such a great uh, a connection um, uh, and in saying that the, the season uh, uh, in 2010 to 2011 was going pretty well you know we played good football I think the, the crowds were also uh, uh, back in the stadium and uh, uh, we got rid of uh, Jim's plumbing sponsor <laughs> <laughs> Jim's bombing iconic sponsors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I was talking to to Michael Petrillo back then for joining, uh, <coughs> pardon, for joining Adelaide United, and and the first thing that was it came, that came to my mind was like, oh, that's the sponsor on the on the shirt is such a uh, yeah. I'm pretty out there. Yeah. <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> So uh, no, that was a joke. Um, no, so that season was yeah one of the best seasons that I've enjoyed uh, that I've had and and really enjoyed because also yeah I became a top scorer of the league, uh, um, uh, winning the Golden Boot. Uh, so you know all those things together yeah made it one of the most enjoyable seasons of my uh, whole career. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Uh, it was an amazing season, like we know. There were so many highlights. Obviously, the the 7-1 record-breaking win against North Queensland Fury, just one of them. Uh, but uh, it would be remiss of me not to address the famous 4-1 win over Melbourne Victory in Melbourne in early yeah. 2011. Uh, Sergio, this was such a special game because of the fact that they are our main rival and uh, it had been something like 11 games since we'd last beaten them. Uh, no one really expected us to go over there and do what we did. I want to take, uh, I want you to take us back. Uh, obviously, an incredible performance and the free kick you scored is something that we'll uh, always have in the back of our minds as supporters looking back on some of the greatest moments this club has ever experienced. Um, take us back to that very moment, though, when you hit that ball, uh, what was going through your mind? Because it was a perfect free kick. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes uh, you just feel that things can happen. And then especially if, if the, leading up to that game, there was a lot of talk of, of, you know, that we, that Adelaide United hadn't won for so many games and the biggest rifle. And uh, uh, yeah, 
to be honest, we were pretty confident that we were going to get a result over there because we were, you know, doing so well uh, that season. And uh, um, uh, I remember also during the game, you could feel that there was, um, that we really had a chance, that we were playing good, uh, that we were stronger, we were scoring goals. I think Marcos Flores scored the first goal, if I'm not wrong. It was a header, yep. And, uh, yeah. And um, so you could feel how the win for us was in the air. And then sometimes, uh, you know, it's the right moment, the right place, and maybe even the right uh, wind from, from, from behind when I hit the ball. And, uh, and yeah, it, it just went in top corner. And, uh, yeah, for that moment, it was just perfect. You know? So I, I was also surprised, as you can see on the, on the video, that it went in. So, yeah. Um, you, took, you took one downstairs <laughs> as well. It was a great, great moment. One of, my, one of my best goals. Yeah, no question about it. Um, you, the, for the fourth goal, you took one uh, downstairs from the goalkeeper, Michael Pekovic. Uh, was that one of the stranger moments you've yeah. endured as a player? Yeah, I think so. Because uh, uh, <laughs> I saw the ball going towards goal and I thought I saw Pet Petkovic coming out out of his from the line as well and I thought oh this is going to be a, a hard smack with, with him so I just thought like or I can score another goal or I pull out of the challenge and I thought about the first one because yeah you know another goal to become top scorer yeah you have to take some risk and uh yeah, luckily he only uh, hit me downstairs and that was it. But uh, I just got a touch with, with my toes and uh, luckily the ball went in and yeah, it was another goal for me. And uh, yeah, no, it, it was the, yeah one of the strangest goals uh, in my career as well. So <laughs> two, yeah. the opposites in one game. <laughs> i got to say it was uh, really one of the peak moments of my life as a football fan growing up watching that game and uh, you were all heroes that day there's no question about it um now Sergio you finished top scorer in the league after this incredible season Marcos Flores your good friend won the Johnny Warren medal too uh but unfortunately for everyone uh that was when the good times really came to an end with the following season uh being a bit of a disaster under Colin and then John Cosmina who later came in in December of 2011 uh would you put it down to all the players that we lost at the end of that season, uh, particularly Dodd and Flores for the struggles that we then had? Because uh, it just didn't seem to add up as to why, um, you know, with such a fantastic season, we were unable to back it all up the following year. Yeah, I think so. If you, if you take uh, some important players out of the, the team that was doing very well, you have to cover that with uh, the new ones. And if that doesn't feel the right way, or uh, 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 yeah, the performance can be totally different. And as I said, you know the 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 the, the connection that I have with uh, Marcos Flores, I, I was devastated that he left. You know that I, I I thought like okay, this could be the start of something really big. You know for the future of Adelaide United, and uh, unfortunately it ended uh, like that. But yeah, I guess that's also football, and uh, you have to. Uh, uh, keep going. 
yes, it was unfortunate that it all ended the way it did. Um, now, your time at the club, unfortunately, Sergio, came to an end for the first time round in 2013. Uh, it seemed you were not content with uh, having your family so far away at the time. Uh, you got your move to Indonesia in 2013. Uh, was it a sad time to leave the club, I imagine so, Sergio? Yeah, I think so. You know, it, it was, uh, you know, it was a combination of, of all, all these things together. Uh, uh, the, the bad performance, um, uh, I think also uh, a different vision of how things should have gone during the season with the coach, Cosmina. Uh, I've been in the stands a couple of times where I really, yeah, as a footballer, you don't like to be a substitute. Uh, imagine if you had to go sit in the stands. So, uh, you know, and, and and back then I think it was I felt it was more like uh, you feel really like angry or whatever. But nowadays, you know, when you're older and maybe a little bit wiser, you can see that it was just I I, I was just looking after myself in in what was the best for me in my career. I thought at that moment the coach was thinking about his way of what he wanted in uh, for him and his team and uh, all these things together with all the side, uh, uh, not problems, but all the other issues that were going on, uh, I decided to move. Uh, if it was the right choice, maybe I, if, I, if I stayed, things would be different. But uh, yeah, you know, as I said before, I, I made my choice on how I feel at that moment. And uh, I made that decision and things went the other way and uh, also, also ended up uh, being uh, good for me. Well, after the service you gave us, 25 goals, some of the greatest memories we'll ever has a, have as supporters. Everyone very much respected your decision at the time, probably not knowing in the back of their minds that we would see you turn out again for the club, which was a very special thing indeed. But uh, we'll get back to that. So uh, following your move to Indonesia, you secured a move yeah. to a massive club in Iran, Sepahan. Uh, which very big yeah. club uh, before then moving on to Thailand. Um, you scored a combined 39 goals in three years before returning to us in 2016 for a one-off Champions League game. Uh, before I ask you about uh, what it was like coming back for the Champions League game against Shandong Luneng and how that all came about, why don't you tell us about the time you spent in Asia uh, across those three clubs and particularly in Iran. Uh, Ian Fife, someone who you played with, also had a stint at a, a big club in Iran as well. But uh, we're not really exposed to that side of the world here in Australia, the Western Conference in Asia. Why don't you tell us uh, what that experience was like for you, Sergio? Uh, it was an was amazing experience. You know, uh, uh, the first thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, all these experiences in, in different cultures that made me just you know see more of the world understand more of the world understand more of people about people uh, you know what drives them and i think that's the 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 the, the special thing about uh, my football career and and what i really uh, i i can say i i'm blessed that i had the opportunity to to do these kind of things um yeah, you know, football in, in all these other cultures uh, can be totally different than what you, how you play in, for example, Australia or the Netherlands. But in the end, I think I managed to do it successfully. And not, not I, I don't mean like that I'm, I was always playing or being at my best, but I, I could, I could um, 
I was always um, getting into these cultures, uh, the, the style of the, the club, uh, the, the, the ways the people uh, worked over there. And I always enjoyed my time. So in a way, I think I was successful in, in that way, even though uh, Iran was one of the toughest leagues that I played in. Um, and, and not for nothing, they are, they are always joining, the national team is always playing World Cup. Um, and most of the players are from the local league as well. So you can imagine that, that my team uh, was also a, a very good team where I just really had to fight to, to get my place in the starting 11. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, it, and, and it was a great experience because life over there was, wasn't the way it's shown in the Western media. And, uh, you know, it's really great culture, the, the people are, are nice and open and, and you can only, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm really lucky to have, having had that experience, experience in, 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 um, in Iran and also in the other countries, obviously, but Iran was, uh, yeah, a really a special one. Uh, it must have also been very special for you playing in Indonesia because you do have an Indonesian background partially. Yeah. Um, so that must have been a dream come true and very much something that you ticked off your bucket list to to, to go and play in Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I know Indonesia is known for uh, fanatics in football and that was a great experience. Like, uh, you know, you feel like you you are... Uh, a Premier League uh, star or something, you know, on, on, on with all the attention and, and how big football is in, in that country. It's it's like, yeah, people cannot believe it, but, you know, Indonesia is the fourth largest country in the world and uh, in, in uh, uh, inhabitants then, yeah. And, and, but the first one of all these big countries that, that has football as number one sport. So you can imagine 270 million people following football and I think almost 90% of the, those people do it. Yeah, then, then you are, you know, football is so big and, and such a great football market. Yeah, there, there's a lot to, to enjoy over there uh, about football. No question about it. Uh, so uh, after everything, Sergio, uh, you find your way back to Adelaide for that 2016 game uh, as a qualifier against uh, Shandong Linang. Unfortunately, we didn't win it. But uh, you got to put on the red shirt again. You were training in the team, I understand, for a number of weeks before the game. And Guillermo Amor liked what he saw. And it very much made perfect sense to bring you back as you had the Indonesian passport, which qualified mm -hmm. you as an Asian player. Um, so how did, how did the connection come about for the second time around? Yeah, my uh, agent uh, back then, uh, the, your chairman of Adelaide United, Pete, he was my agent, so uh, I think I brought him there. <laughs> now, uh, he, he called me and, and with, the, with the comment that, uh, with, uh, saying that um, uh, one of the owners, the former owners, has, had called him to ask about uh, if I could join them for a Champions League, the Champions League uh, uh, stage. But only the Champions League stage, so that was a bit weird because... Uh, the, the Adelaide United was every week playing for, for the A-League, you know, the, 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 the regular schedule. And I was training every day, but I couldn't join the games because I wasn't registered for the A-League. So, yeah, it was a special situation. And, uh, and uh, But, yeah, uh, 
also very enjoyable because you know it was for me going back to Adelaide again uh, you know seeing uh, old friends uh, uh, performing again in a, in, a, in, in, the, in the team and uh, even though it was just one game yeah I really enjoyed uh, my time so it was an easy easy choice for me brilliant stuff easy and and uh, would you have hoped that obviously uh, you could have stayed a little bit longer than the one game would, would, would that have been something that you would have considered? Yeah, yeah, I think so. If it, uh, you know, for, for me, um, outside of football, I think for me, I, uh, Adelaide is, is my, my second home. And uh, I'm always looking to, to go back to Adelaide or on holiday. But I think even, even uh, maybe even for just to live there for the rest of my life. But at the moment, uh, you know, I have a family uh, who's from here, from the Netherlands. So I have to think about them as well. But yeah, Adelaide is always uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the back of my mind. Yeah. We love hearing that. Uh, so you then played at uh, Persib Bandung for a season. That was the club that you uh, originally yeah. left us for and then fittingly went back to again. Uh, so it's all come full circle again. Uh, before you then hung up your boots in 2019 with uh, ZVV Pelikan in Holland, um, a very... <laughs> yeah. a, a, a very... That's an image Yeah. It's, it all counts. It all counts. Uh, it was a very glamorous career indeed that uh, you hung up the boots for. Uh, let's just briefly discuss your international career as well. Six games and a goal for Indonesia. Uh, must have been a great honor representing the country of your ancestry, Sergio. Yes, it was, you know, uh, especially the, the World Cup qualification games against uh, Saudi Arabia in front of 80,000 people. Uh, 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 the friendly against the Netherlands as well, uh, in front of 90,000 people and, and fans cheering for the Netherlands. That was also a bit weird, but okay. Uh, you know, so so these experiences are, are, yeah, these kind of things you dream of as when you are a kid. And obviously I was dreaming to be in, in orange, but yeah, I just uh, changed the side to the, the red red team, but it was still enjoyable. And uh, um, yeah, it, it was a great experience, but unfortunately at that time, uh, there was also a period where the, the Indonesian FA was uh, suspended. Mm -hmm. So it only is, I only played six games in the end and it, it could have been more uh, if they weren't uh, suspended. Uh, were you ever, or from what you know, were you ever considered for um, one of the youth teams for Holland? We know, obviously, Van Dyke is a uh, very, very, <laughs> very uh, uh, strong last name in a football sense, yeah. uh, particularly right now in uh, yeah. the country of your birth there in Holland. Um, were you ever looked at for, for one of those uh, junior teams? Because we know, yeah. particularly in the, last, in the last sort of decade, that uh, Holland has struggled to uh, produce top-level strikers for the national team. Yeah, I was. When I was like uh, 14, 15 years old, I was also top scorer of the, of the youth league. And, uh, uh, but yeah, back then, I think I wasn't good enough yet. So... <laughs> So yeah, I had to make a choice afterwards and I chose for Indonesia. <laughs>
Uh, it all worked out in the end, Sergio. So let's fast forward to today. Uh, you've touched on the fact that you are now working as a football agent and uh, dabbling in uh, many other football streams as well, uh, where you are currently based, which is the country of your birth, Holland. Uh, tell us how it's all going. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult. You know, I just started before the pandemic. Uh, so it's not the, the best time to start a, a company, but I've joined a, a larger company as well. So uh, we can be stronger together. And um, yeah, everything is going well. You know, you have to stay positive uh, uh, at this time uh, with, with all, all the things that are going on. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, you know, the market is, uh, clubs are, are uh, uh, really uh, thinking about when, when they when they want to spend money, they think twice before they spend money. So uh, it's harder to 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 bring players to clubs. But you know, as I said, I, I stay positive. I, I'm confident uh, that I can uh, can uh, do something, and especially with my my network in in um, Australia and uh, Southeast Asia. Um, I have something special in hand. What what people uh, or players or clubs from Europe would like to want like would like to go to as well. So, yeah, I'm confident uh, that things will pick up. Well, Sergio, it's been an absolute privilege interviewing you. Uh, one of the genuine legends of the club. Uh, we don't have many of them uh, to celebrate, and uh, in our short history, and uh, you are most certainly one of them. Uh, we wish you all the very best in uh, all your future endeavors in Holland, and uh, we very much look forward to the day where you can travel back to Australia and uh, join us back in the cauldron that is Cooper Stadium. All the best, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thanks for your time, and I hope to see you soon in uh, Adelaide. Thanks for watching, guys.